Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live on this Thursday from a toasty coastal broadcasting studio. Our air condition is out. It's pretty hot in here. We're going to try to make it work for the next 90 minutes or so. We've got a jam-packed show coming your way, beginning first with Henry Latin of Central Lafouche Boys Basketball. His team played a summer league game against Helen Cox yesterday. I was there and watched it in person. The Trojans looked pretty impressive. We'll talk with their coach about the way that they played in the next segment of the show. Then at noon, we have Joe Tutal of Covenant Christian Academy Baseball and then also the Southland Hogs. They're playing their summer schedule, staying busy, doing all the things that Coach Joe and his guys do over the summer, taking care of business. We'll have Coach Joe on at noon. 12-15, kind of dwarfing our, not dwarfing, merging our Wednesday show into our Thursday show. We wanted to have Taylor Griffin on yesterday live from Popeye's. We did our remote. It would have been difficult for us to hear Taylor. Taylor would have had a hard time hearing us. Some of times our phone conversations on remotes are little bit tricky so we're going to push turtle back to today and we'll have him at 12 15 to talk about all the things happening in the world of pro sports college sports we'll talk some wrestling whatever it may be the usual stuff that we talk about with taylor 12 30 again merging our wednesday show into our thursday show i had to leave early yesterday from popeyes to go to the um signing at south lafouche high school so we're going to get our mailbag at 12 30 talking about all the things that are going to be happening in the world of sports i got a bunch of your questions we'll get them answered then at 12.45, we've got our betting picks, and then we will get out of here here on this edition of Play by Play, which, as always, is brought to you by the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Also, Southland Dodge and Homa. How about industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name? What about Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs? Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. And then also Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And last but certainly not least, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. So first and foremost, before we dive in, I want to thank you know our friends over at Popeyes. We had a great time yesterday. We truly did, and, and and I encourage anyone in our area if you're looking for a fast food option, or if you're looking to get a great Southeast Louisiana you know flavored chicken, go on out and spend some time with them. They're really good people. They have done really really good things to get back reopened, and we thank Dwayne and all the great folks out there. They took good care of us, and um, you know it was it was very exciting to be there. And certainly it was a situation where, um, you know, we, we were happy to be there helping promote them and happy to see some, you know, friendly faces and everything of the sort as well. So let's break down the next schedule on our list is we've got Central Lafouche. Um, I'm realizing that I'm going to need to, like, make a list or something because I, I think that, you know, when breaking down these schedules, I think I might be getting a little redundant. Like, I think I did Vanderbilt's twice. And if that's the case, my bad. <laughs> You know, who? but hey, it's June. What else are we going to talk about other than football? You know, I'm sure you guys would rather me break down schedules multiple times and just be talking some football than other things that could potentially be on the list. But we're going to get to Central Lafouche today. Central Lafouche in such an interesting position. Um, still without a head football coach, they're going to be going on their fourth coach in a calendar year. And we have, I ain't going to lie, we got kind of heated about this topic earlier in the week and we got a lot of support and a lot of 
folks from that community who were saying, hey, man, thanks for speaking up. Thanks for having our kids' backs. Um, the pleasure is mine, man. Like, I just felt like someone needed to tell the situation the way that it was. You know, the, the way that things are happening right now there are, I mean, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay for a, a school to be going through this much turnover. It's not okay for the kids to be this heavily in transition. So, uh, hopefully they could get some stability. Hopefully their next hire is going to be a guy that's going to be there for 10, 15, 20 years and could have some success there. I was talking with a Central LaFouche parent yesterday at basketball, and one of the things that they said was like, oh, man, you know, my, my kid's kind of bummed out. You know, he doesn't know if the rest of his career is going to be good. And I told them, and, I, and this is the truth, oh, about 13, you know, 12, 13 years ago, however long it was now, South Lafouche was in this situation. Now, they didn't have the four coaches in a year or anything like that, but they were at rock bottom. Their numbers were low. They were losing year in and year out, winning just one or two games a year. The morale was low. No one wanted to play football. Everything was in the tank. The Tarpon football program was at the lowest point that it had ever been at in its history. Blight Onestell leaves the program after having a rocky tenure with the, the school. In comes Terry Former. He got there late, much like the new football coach for Central Lafouche is going to get there late. And all Terry Former did was go 9-1 and one in his first season, win a playoff game, and ignite a fan base in a way that I don't know that I'd ever seen you know, in recent years. So I'm not saying that Central Lafouche is going to go 9-1. and one. We're about to break down their schedule. Their schedule is brutally tough. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. But what I am trying to tell you is this. Don't assume just because things are bad right now that they're going to be bad into infinity. Don't assume that because the team is struggling right now that they're never going to have success and they're never going to win games and they're always going to be behind the eight ball. Don't make those assumptions because in high school, Kids don't know any better. They don't know that, oh, well, you're supposed to not be good. Look at South Terrible in baseball. That team was the, had a losing record going into the postseason. They didn't know that they were um, you know, struggling or had no business, or as, as they would say, you know, playing Neville or whatever. They just kept playing. They kept battling, and they ended up winning the whole damn thing. Kids are fickle that way. They could... Things could go south quickly, but things could also go north very quickly at the high school ranks, and that's what Central Lafouche is going to be looking to do football-wise. But anyway, here's their schedule. They open up with John Curtis. Um, why Coach Aaron Meyer scheduled that game, I'll never know. Well, I know why, because he went there and he wanted to, you know, see his team go against, you know, the winning tradition and everything, yada, yada, of John Curtis. I think it's a foolish game to schedule. Um and I'll say that publicly if Coach Meyer hears that and takes offense. I, I, I just disagree. I don't think that that's a good game to schedule at Central Lafouche. I get the idea and the concept of, oh, you want to play the best. You want to see how your team shakes out against the best of the best. I get that. The problem with that is that in 7-5-8, you're going to get that anyway. You're going to play Destrahan. You're going to play Hanville. You're going to play East St. John. You're going to play Thibodeau. I just think that at Central Lafouche, it's wiser to schedule more manageable non-district games, try to get a little padding, try to get a little cushion, knowing that the rough waters are coming in district play. But anyway, they open up with John Curtis at home in week one. That's a game that was supposed to be played last year too, but ended up getting washed out by the storm. 
Curtis is going to be hungry. Curtis is going to be ready to go. They're going to be a state contender. They didn't win the championship last year, which means they're going to just be pissed and they're going to want to win it this year. Um, so Central, who's very likely, maybe I'm wrong on this, but very likely is going to take it on the chin in the first game of the year, take playing John Curtis. Um, then in week two, they play Vanderbilt at home, which will be another team that made a strong postseason run. But obviously, you know, it's it's you know, you're not going to compare the Vanderbilt program to John Curtis, at least not yet. Tommy Minton's building it, but it's not there yet. So it's a more manageable fare at home. Week three, they're traveling down the bayou, taking on South Lafouche in the annual rivalry game between South and Central. Game did not get played last year. It did get played two years ago with the uh, COVID season. The Tarpons were able to play the Trojans and actually put it on them pretty good. Week four, Trojans take on Franklin at home. That'll be a 2A opponent. Central Lafouche matching up with Franklin, an opportunity to you know, match up with some athletes. Franklin usually has some guys that are pretty tough in space. It'll be a good test for the Trojans heading into the beginning of district play, which happens the next week in week five when Central Lafouche will host Terrebonne. So there you go. Four out of the first five games, Central Lafouche will be at home. They're going to be hosting Curtis, hosting Vanderbilt, hosting Franklin, hosting Terrebonne. And the only trip there is the trip to South Lafouche, which is like a 15, 20-minute, like it's just it's not much of a road trip. So they're mostly at home the whole first half of the year, which I think for a young team and a young coach and you're breaking in some new stuff and you're trying to you know, rid yourself of all this chaos and all this madness, I think that's a good friendly, cozy start to the season for Central Lafouche. And then you get into the river. <laughs> you play Destrehan in week six on the road. You play East St. John in the road in week seven. That's all going to be very, very tough. And you play week eight, uh, Thibodeau High School at home. That's going to be tough. Week nine, you got Hanville at home. Week 10, you got HL Bourgeois on the road. So I think that one of the biggest challenges for Central Lafouche this coming season a, find that stability. Get you somebody who wants to be there. Survive the season. It's going to be rough. I don't know. Is, is it going to be Coach Pop who just kind of becomes the interim head coach for a year while they look to find somebody permanent? I don't know. Are they going to get somebody full-time in there who's going to kind of get that stability and kind of get that program back on the right track? I don't know. But whatever it may be, you got to A, find that stability. B, you got to survive the first part of the season. The Curtis game is going to be tough. The other games are more manageable. Survive the first part of the season. And then C, just try to find some ways to take some momentum. You know, if you could get yourself into postseason contention, that would be awesome. That would be some momentum. If not, you know, you just want to finish the year strong and compete. And, you know, hey, maybe set a goal. Hey, if you got 50 kids to start the year, let's make it a goal to end the year with more than 45. Because, you know, you're going to lose a few here or there. They got to start just setting goals and getting small victory after small victory after small victory, knowing that um, Roma and built in a day, Bubba, is going to take a little time. It's going to take a little while. And this is a program, look, because I watched their basketball team play yesterday. There are athletes there. We're going to have Coach Latin in the next segment of the show. He's got some big, tall, lanky, athletic dudes. They've got some athletes there. It's going to just be a matter of piecing it back together. You know, there, a lot of water has entered the ship there. And you're not going to be able to just, in one pass, get it all out. But little by little, one day at a time, you could have those little small wins and you could figure out ways to get yourself out of the rut that you put yourself in. It's play-by-play here on Kaylee B. Let's go to our first commercial break. When we get out of the break, we're going to have the aforementioned Henry Latin of the Trojans basketball team. They played Helen Cox yesterday on the hardwood. I was there. We'll talk with Coach Latin about what I saw out of this break here on play-by-play. 
five days a week on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed when you order curbside pickup on the new rouse's shopping app you pay the same price for groceries as in store and you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The the flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play. <clears throat> Excuse me, here on KLEB. Enjoying our Thursday. Hope the same for you all. We go to the phone lines for our first call in guest of the day, which is Central Lafouche Boys basketball coach, Coach Henry Latin, who's on the line now. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. How you feeling today? Doing fine, man. Doing great. Um, watched you guys play three live 20 minute halves against Helen Cox yesterday. It was some good, some bad. It was a summer game. You guys played hard, won two of the three halves, and I'm sure you were pretty happy with the work that you all got in against a quality opponent. Yeah, you know, it was good to have a, a good opponent like Helen Cox to come in with very well coach, Brian Simmons. You know, uh, he's a guy that was formerly at Carver when Carver won state championship some years ago. But uh, the guys played well. You know, those uh, our babies are growing up now. They'll be, they'll be juniors this year. Uh we only we only played our main guys the first and third quarters, uh, first and third twenty minute half. Same as St. Augustine, we did on Saturday. So uh, we won both, well, all four of those quarters uh, against you know a St. Aug and a, and a Helen Cox. So you know the guys are coming around. They they going from you know being surprised that they're doing well to 
to expect them to do well. And, and it was good to see those kids get, get to taste some of the fruit of, fruit of their labor. You know, they've been working hard. They've been beating up a lot. You know, I'm, I'm still going to be hard on them. But it's good to see those smiles on their face, man. It feels good. One thing that you guys do exceptionally well, especially with that group where you, which are, you know, be your big dogs and your starters, is whenever you guys get the stop defensively, you guys are very good at turning defense into offense and pushing the basketball down the floor. But with that having been said, just kind of a little coach's critique here, one thing that you guys struggled with was actually securing the possession on the glass, gave up a bunch of offensive rebounds. I'm sure that's something you're going to want to fix. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's really a mentality. You know, I, I laugh and joke with the guys a lot, but when it comes down to defense, we have the, the defensive mentality to help side, and, and it's, it's almost confusing what type of defense we run. Really run kind of like a matchup zone. It looked like a man-to-man. But they've, they've gotten grasp of that, of that. Now the next step is that, that mentality. is boxing out and going and grab those rebounds because, you know, we're going to be playing a lot of weeks. I told this guy, like, maybe was six foot, six one. So, you know, we got to get into the, the actual boxing out. And that's something we're going to work on. That's why you have summer basketball. But, again, like you said, I'm glad my guys, you know, we did a lot of running and, and teaching them how to run lanes. And it's just it's the same thing we've been doing for the last two years. But now those kids, they, they're grasping and they've, they've, they've accept, accepting, hey, to be successful, this is what I got to do. And that's all it is. And another thing that I liked, man, is is whenever you got, you know, when, when Gage is making a big three-pointer at the buzzer to end one of the halves, like the, the bench is erupting, everybody's going crazy. Like there seems to be a group out there, Coach, that they all like one another and they all seem to enjoy playing with one another, and that matters a lot, man. And, we, you know, we spend a lot of time together, and that's 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 the element that, I, you know, I always push for is for my guys to get along. You know, we we on a group chat last night after the game. We on a group chat to – to you know, hours of the night, my wife looking at me like I'm crazy, cause we we laughing and joking, we talking about the the uh the the, uh, the the Warriors, the Warriors and the Celtics game, and it's those relationships and trust, because this bigger than basketball. You know, our chances of winning the state championship are slim, but we building some great young men, man. And uh, I got to give a shout out to two of my guys. Uh, I got two kids, man. They got the ACT scores back. They're only sophomores. They're gonna be juniors. Uh, Colin Falgoop scored a big 25. And, man, my man, Connor DePlessis, Connor DePlanis, he scored a 30 first time taking the ACT. So, you know, that's the kind of things we stress. And we got a good group of kids. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, and your younger group showed some promise. At times they struggled a little bit handling the pressure in that second quarter. But, at, you know, they did rally back and played strong and they played hard. So, I mean, the younger group, I guess what you could say is the older group really isn't all that old either because you're playing a lot of sophomores and juniors there, but the younger crew also showed some flash too. And that's why I try to remind those that the middle group is that they're only a, a year away from where the older group is. So, you know, we calling them an older group, but it's really two seniors, what, four, four juniors and two sophomores. So it's really not an older group, but they're only a year away from – from that type, they have that potential. But if they put in the hard work and they put in that time and they're taking a beating right now, just as Evan and, and Blaze and, and Makai, they took that beat because they're playing some older, more physical kids. And it's going to come. It's a process. It's a process. But even that, that middle group, they're seeing the fruits of labor from, that, from the older guys 
and and they're buying in. You know, we got a good group of kids. We got we got over forty five kids in our program right now. So we're real healthy. We're real happy, man. I got some two awesome assistant coaches, and uh, everything's on an upswing. There's no doubt about it. Very good. Happy to hear that, man. Are you guys going to be out at E.D. White this weekend? I know there's a bunch of teams going out there, and if not, when are the next time you guys going to take the floor? No, we're not going to E.D. White. We uh, we're going to take this weekend. We got some. We're going to work on some things in the gym, and I'll uh, take a little bit of a break. We'll be back in the gym on Tuesday. We have South Lafourche coming over Tuesday, five o'clock, and Thibodeau, South Lafourche and Thibodeau, and then next Saturday we have Vanderbilt Catholic coming over. Uh, to Central LaFouche again. That'll be 11 a.m. next Saturday. Everything I, I kind of post online, I post on my Facebook. And then uh, it, it cap off summer off. We're in that big uh, citywide, I should say statewide tournament, a hoop tournament. It's normally held over at McDonald number 35 uh, in New Orleans. But you got over 64 high school teams. So it's an opportunity to once again, when them people see, you know, I, I got a big thing about my, my CL and representing Central LaFouche. I love to go to the city and different places and people to see that Seattle and the, and, the, and the represent and to leave there with them people scratching their heads saying, man, that's a good group of guys. Uh, you know, those those kids are, are, are well coached. Uh, they strong. They disciplined. You know, that's how you get jobs in the future. Yeah, very good. Coach, man, I got to tell you, dude, whatever it is that you all are doing in the weight room is is working. Because, you know, uh, my, my man Griffin looks bigger and thicker. My man uh, Blaze Disclare looks bigger and thicker. Some of your other kids are getting, you know, filling out their bodies a little bit. All that hard work is starting to pay off. Your guys look stronger than what they did at that, you know, the end of the season last year. Hey, that's a little weight room mixed with a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah, but the kids, I mean, we had babies. We had babies playing against grown, grown, you know, young men. So now our babies are uh, are growing. Our babies are now young men, and uh, you know, we had some guys buy into the weight. Some were reluctant to it, and but you can see, you can see from the attitude, you can see the way they play. You know, when you're in that weight room, it does more for for more than just for your body. It strengthens your mind because when you have, like, I got a little my stepson Makai Jacobs. He a little bitty fella, but he hits that weight room and he work out so hard that when he on that court, man, I don't care if he's six two, six three, he's going at you. And that you know that those weights does that for the Blaze and the Evan and the Connor Duplantis, man, Shane. I mean those guys, Jaden Battles. I, I, I laugh at Jaden Battles. I remember two years ago, Jaden Battles couldn't catch a ball. Now he won our leading score. So, man, I'm proud of my guys, man. Really proud of. Them. Very, very good. What are some facets of the game you guys are going to be working on throughout the rest of June whenever you guys are still playing summer ball? I tell you, we got to work on patience. When, you, when the, the offense we're running is so it, it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. It's very reoriented. And so our patience and reading picks, we have to read the weak side defense, which is, again, it's a high-level, high basketball IQ of not only seeing directly what's in front of you and one pass away, but seeing that weak side we got to work on that and we have to recognize on fast breaks that there's another side of the court and that's something that all teams coach Simmons and I talked about it after the game it's something that young people struggle with just realizing that 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 when they're running or running a play or doing something offensively that there's a second side of the court that normally when that defense steps to the ball if you quickly reverse the ball, it leads to, you know, open shots and easy drives and things. 
But again, that's something that's a basketball IQ. They're going to get. I'm confident with these kids, man. They, they're going to get it. Another thing that I could, you know, maybe add to that because I think I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. That's awesome, awesome stuff. One, you know, a little critique that I was seeing yesterday, and you maybe you could comment on it. Your guys are getting into the lane, and I think that one thing that they have to do better at, coach, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, is embracing the contact. Like a lot of times, guys, instead of just going up through the defender, we're trying to do some kind of crazy reverse layup, like just go through it and go shoot your free throws, man. You must, I tell you what, you must read my mind. <laughs> I scream and I say the same thing. You know, I talk to the referees and I do it, make sure I bring the refs in with with my guys to explain to them. When you do a double pump or you avoid the contact, they're not calling a foul. If you're on the left-hand side, you on the le- make a left-hand layup. The, the, the defender then has to come through your body in order to defend that ball. You're on the right-hand side. So that's something, again, that's a mentality. That's the mentality. I always say score the ball. But when you turn on that TV and you're watching TV and you see guys playing professionally, pass up layups to kick it out to the wing for a three-point shot, it affects basketball. So you kind of got to unteach what these kids are seeing all the time to make it more effective for them. Yeah, I hear you, brother. Well, look, man, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you on Tuesday, okay, man? All the time, man. I really appreciate you. Yep, that is Coach Henry Latin with Central LaFouche. Let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all something. They're good. I know that we, you know, have spent some time here on play-by-play and, oh, Central LaFouche is going to be good at basketball, whatever, and a lot of folks are just saying, oh, you're just being nice. You know, they got a lot of kids back, but they struggled last year. You know, they're not going to be that good. No, they're going to be good. <laughs> they've got a lot of shooting. They've got a lot of playmaking. They've got a lot of length. They've got a lot of versatility. And more important than all of that, <clears throat> physical stuff is now by going into the summer and beating up on St. Aug a little bit, by going into the summer beating up on Helen Cox a little bit, those kids are starting to see and understand that, like, hey, we ain't bad. Like, we are coming around. We're coming together. And I'm telling you now, they're going to be very, very difficult to contend with. They're going to play South Lafouche and Thibodeau in summer games on thir- on Tuesday. I, They're probably going to be the strongest foe there. They've got a lot of talent there. They've got a lot of, how could I say this? They've got a lot of versatility, right? Like at the high school level, especially locally, sometimes there are teams where all they could do is shoot three-pointers. So if you just kind of chase them off the line or whatever, make them shoot mid-range, make them go into the lane, they can't score. Sometimes there are some teams with size that all they could do is kind of get offensive rebounds and put backs and they can't shoot. So you, they've got a little bit of a, of a lot of different stuff. They've got some shooting. The Griffin kid's a great shooter. You know, just Clark can make some shots. In the inside, they got some big, tall, athletic dudes that are getting put backs and whatever it may be. They are solid. They are going to be around in the upcoming season over in 5A. No doubt about that. And we're, and we're happy for that program, and we're happy for that school, man. They hopefully uh, will get something to feel really good about there after kind of a rough time. Let's catch a break. It's play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to go to Joe Tutal of the Southland Hogs. They're playing a busy, busy summer schedule, and we'll ask him about all the things that are coming ahead for the Hogs in the next segment of the show. You're listening to play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the rage in Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. 
It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. We go to the phone lines for our second call-in guest of the show. That would be Joe Tuton with the Southland Hogs and also Covenant Christian Academy Baseball. Coach Joe, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. Just, uh, hey, happy to be playing some baseball. No doubt about that. Tell us about that. Where are you guys this weekend, and what are some of the things that are coming ahead for the Hogs in the next couple of days? Uh, this weekend, we're at uh, Tulane University and Pearl River Community College with with the five teams, uh, we kind of spread out everywhere. Uh, things are re- rolling along really good. Uh, you know, I'm pretty excited. As you can see in the local baseball, we got some local kids signing, uh, some local uh, underclass guys playing in the high school all-star underclass game. So uh, things are looking good for the local baseball community over here. No doubt about that. I know you guys were out in Mississippi last weekend. How did the teams do? I know I saw a couple of Facebook posts. It seems like the Hogs did pretty well out there, didn't they? Hogs had a good weekend. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you. I mean, it's pretty easy to uh, win when you got good players, and we got a lot of good players. Uh, I, I think some guys have helped themselves kind of get out on the college, uh, you know, radar. Some of our underclass guys have kind of, you know, made a name for themselves on the college radar, and it started last week, and hopefully we can carry it over, you know, into this week and the rest of the summer. Coach, one thing that, you know, I think is so interesting and unique about what you all do is that, and I saw Darren Dusa yesterday, we actually had him on the show, is that he was saying one of the things that's the best part about the Hogs is that, okay, you know, you're you're facing this dude throughout travel ball and throughout high school ball, whatever, you're facing him, and you're not, 
you, you know, you kind of know him, but you don't ever really get a chance to share a dugout with him. And what Darren was saying is that you get a locker room together of all these great players, you learn stuff. You learn tips about hitting. You learn tips about fielding. And, like, you build connections and build friendships and relationships. Like, just by being part of that clubhouse, these kids are getting better just by all the things that they're talking about and learning from one another. I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's 100% spot on. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, today we have optional BP at 4 o'clock at the field. Uh, we'll probably get 30, 35 kids, you know, from the five teams. And listen, you might pick up one little tad bit of this kid's doing it this way. And look, let me try it this way. Or this kid's holding this pitch this way. And and I think basically, you know, the kids are learning from each other. And it just makes, you know, it just makes for better competition and better players just in general. And I think guys step up their game. I mean, Darren's 100%, you know, spot on when you play against guys. You know, you really think you know them until you get in the same dugout with them and you go to war with them. And then you really get to see just how good these guys are mentally and physically. You know, one thing that I think is worth noting, man, is, is, you know, I saw a post that you put yesterday on Facebook. You were thanking all of your former coaches, just some great men that have helped you along the way. You know, Coach Varek, Coach Didier, Steve Schecksneider, Benny Berg, Bruce McDonald. I'm just reading off the list. There's so many more that you listed. And then, you know, I see also, you know, that there's this next generation of guys, with yourself included, and then, you know, the do friends having their, you know, their baseball academy and, you know, all the other baseball facilities. And then even beyond baseball, you got, you know, Ernest Harvey, who's training the football athletes and whoever, and Kenny Lacey and these guys that are helping with basketball. And like, if you want to be good at something, anything really in this area right now, you could find help and you could find quality help. I don't know that it's ever been like this. I know whenever I was a kid 20 years ago, it wasn't like this. I don't know that we've ever had the support system for young athletics that we do now in this area. Listen, no doubt, Casey. I mean, the biggest reason that I coach summer baseball, because I had some really good high school coaches, but I felt like on our high school side, when I was a player, we had a lot of great high school coaches, and we needed someone to kind of give us a connection at the next level. So what I learned from my high school coaches about communication and and, and marketing and everything else is we got to market these players. And when you market, you know, basically a really good product, and you stand behind your product, which Southland Hawks baseball is our product of our players, and you're honest with coaches, you, you develop a reputation. And, you know, we have, a, we have a, a really big amount of baseball facilities, athletic facilities just in general, basketball, football. If you want to be good compared to when I graduated from high school 30 years ago, things right now, if you, if you have a will, there's definitely a way. You might pay a little. But listen, in the long run, if you're not, you know, if you're not going to one of these camps or one of these speed camps or whatever you want to call it, you're really going to have a hard time keeping up when you get to the high school level because I think the strength training, the athletic training, just the specialized training in every sport has really ramped up from, you know, I it probably thought when we were high school we got in there at 14 and 15. I think these kids are starting to experience this at 11 and 12 years old, and it's really showed off, you know, in the, at the high school level, whether it's in basketball, football, track, baseball, what, whatever whatever kids are playing. And I think it's it's done a really good job in, in boys and in girls. I mean, there's just uh, the future's really bright, and right now it's just a good time to be a high school athlete. No doubt. I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of sort of political, so feel free to answer it however you want. But 
You guys always are traveling to play, you know, either in Lafayette or in Mississippi or New Orleans. Like you're playing in these complexes where there are tons and tons of fields and there, there's, you know, all kinds of stuff that's going on. And the question has often been asked to me, Casey, why don't we have something like that here? And there are multiple reasons, you know, tax revenues maybe aren't great or whatever it may be. So I'm going to ask you, Coach Joe, if we were to ever get a facility like that in Homa, in Thibodeau, in wherever, just somewhere around our area, how big of a coup would that be to the youth sports scene in the area, to the Hogs or whatever it may be? How big would that be for baseball in our area? Well, you know, Casey, I kind of know both sides of that. Uh, listen, if, to answer the question how big it would be, it would be huge. You know, the home of Terrebonne, you know, the Civic Center ha- has brought just millions of dollars to our community. I think it would do something the same sort of situation. Uh, now, you know, on the political side of it, I think what happens is, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money to do these things, a lot, a lot of money. And I feel like what happens is uh, we just probably in a situation of some of these big-time facilities have went bankrupt and bankrupted the city or the parish. So I think there's a little more into it basically than, hey, let's just go build a $20 million facility. Uh, I think there's a lot of red tape that goes, you know, into doing one of these things but listen as a benefit to the community and youth sports in general uh i think it would be huge i think at the bayou country sportsplex we've done a really good job over there um is there a few things you'd like to see different sure i mean in my personal opinion i think the bayou country sportsplex is as nice as any facility you ever go to in this state except one thing it rains summertime in south louisiana and without turf fields you don't play Yep. It's just that simple. I, I mean, I think you could take Bayou Country Sportsplex and turf their facilities and have a state-of-the-art place already. I think we have it. We just need to kind of upgrade it. I saw Crowley Recreation Department do the same thing. They took a, took a deal like Bayou Country Sportsplex. Uh, I don't know how they did it, but they made it work where they turfed every field, and uh, it's as nice as any place you would go. I think it would just be huge, uh, you know, not just for the local community, the scene, the money-wise of it is, you know, the, the restaurants, you know, the hotels, uh, I think it would just bring wonders. I don't think you would ever have to worry about a weekend where it would not be filled if you had that type of facility with turf. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's talk about this. You know, we spent so much time over the summer talking about the Hogs, and we maybe neglect the fact that, you know, you guys are still rolling at CCA. What's the school ball situation look like? I know you lost some guys from the previous team that were very impactful, but what are you know what's it looking like with some of those young guys who are now coming up over at CCA? We were fortunate enough this week we, we played a doubleheader at HL Bourgeois. We got to really see what some young guys can do. I think summer baseball for us at CCA is pretty much we kind of know what the, we have with our, you know, our guys coming back. This is for our younger guys to kind of see what they can do. Uh, but I tell you, I feel pretty strongly. Our middle school program uh, has got us rolling. Uh, I think we'll just be the next man up. We got some guys kind of waiting in the wings, waiting to get their opportunity. And, uh, I mean, I saw – some guys step up already on uh, Tuesday at HL Bourgeois. So uh, I, I think we're pretty excited. I mean, our baseball summer program at CCA is probably not as ramped up as everything else. We got a lot of kids playing, a, you know, pretty much travel ball everywhere. And at a small school, we got summer football going on. We got summer soccer going on. So, uh, you know, I don't think baseball, summer baseball at CCA is quite as important. The biggest thing for us is just to make sure our kids are playing at places and, uh, we got them placed, so our kids are getting their reps in. So I think we'll be, I think we'll be in good shape going into next year. I mean, it'll be interesting, you know, that they made the split and added 
you know, some more of these schools into uh, the select. So that, that should, you know, ramp things up a little bit and change kind of the culture and the, the whole eye of Division Four baseball. That was the next question I was going to ask is, man, yeah, things have changed. You know, you guys were in kind of a smaller classification. Look, Division Four was even larger than some of the other private school classifications, but now it's not just private schools. Now you guys are adding the charters and the magnets and the open enrollment schools and like the select side of things now has been beefed up a whole lot. And I know you, I know you're a competitor. You're not going to care. You're going to just go play whoever they tell you to go play, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult, man. Talk about that. I, listen, I'm all for it. I, I will tell you this. I, I Listen, I think it's great, you know, when you get to the voting with principals and, you know, on the select side, non-select side, it almost kind of equals the playing field. It, it doesn't matter to us. I mean, we're going to show up and play who we got to play. I think, truthfully, a true, true public school has not, is going to be really uh, basically playing with apples to apples. I mean, if you're if you're not a magnet school and you're a true public school, I'll give you an example. Uh, I feel like, you know, that that vote benefited South Terrebonne High School. I mean, they got a program rolling. Uh, you know, you just, you know, expect it to get better. South Lafouche Baseball, same deal. I think you can expect it to get better because now I think everybody's on a basically uh, level playing field. Yeah, I hear you. I want to ask you about this because I know that you follow the game of baseball at all levels, and I'm often torn about this. So I'm going to ask your thoughts. I know Major League level, they're discussing, okay, we're going to, Talk about getting rid of the shift. And on the one hand, I see it as, well, you know, if the hitters don't want to be shifted, then learn how to hit it to the opposite field. Then on the other hand, it is frustrating watching a game where guys are hitting it hard right at defenders over and over and over again. So what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that, you know, that's something that needs to happen or will happen? What are your thoughts about the shift possibly being on the outs? Listen, the shift's out next year. I'm totally for it. I'm a baseball junkie. Baseball has gotten boring with the shift. And, you know, uh, it's still entertainment. And I think basically if a guy don't hit a home run, you're not scoring many runs. I think that I think getting rid of the shift will be better for the game of baseball. You know, just because I think the way baseball is played in today's game has changed from when I played, you know. And uh, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring a more entertaining and exciting game. I'm totally for it. Listen, I, I mean – you kind of got to change with the times, and I think I'm a coach who can change with the times. And I think uh, I- I'm all for getting rid of the shift just because I think what happens is right now baseball is boring. Every ball that's hit hard when you got four guys on one side of the infield, <laughs> you you got a third baseman playing in short right center field for a left-handed hitter. Uh, it's kind of a uh, – it's not as exciting, and I think they need to bring the excitement back to baseball, and I think banning the shift will definitely help. I agree with that, but, you know, conversely to that, it is also frustrating when, okay, like there's runners at first and second and, you know, maybe one out or nobody out and there's the whole left side available to hitter and they just don't take it. Like I just wish guys situationally wouldn't be selling out for the home run so much and would just understand, hey, getting a base hit is okay too every once in a while. Well, you know, Casey, I think that you say that, listen, they never bunt. Yeah. (laughs) They never bunt in, in Major League Baseball. Uh, I think guys don't get paid to bunt. But I can tell you, I, I feel like, you know, if uh, Joe Girardi and Joe Madden might have bunted a little bit more last week, they might still have a job. And uh, it's, it comes about wins and losses. And, and I think the game has gotten so self-centered about individual stats. There's not much team baseball played in Major League Baseball until you get to the playoffs. And uh, it, it's a shame because I think, you know, in the heyday, a guy like, Pete Rose or Tony Gwynn could hit the ball 
pretty much wherever it's pitched, and I still believe that today. In today's professional hitters, these guys are unbelievable. They can hit the ball the other way. They just don't want to. And that's the biggest shame of it is that they can do it, as you said, and they just don't want to. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Good luck this weekend, buddy. Appreciate you having me, man. Y'all have a good one, bud. Yep, that is Coach Joe Tuton doing a great job, as always. Some fascinating thoughts from him about the shift and the status of the game as a whole. Let's catch a break when we get back on play-by-play. We're going to go to the Turtle. Taylor Griffin will be on talking about whatever it is that Turtle and I are going to find ourselves talking about. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun. 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TGHealthSystem.com. 
Come on! Yeah! If you want it all back, jump to your feet right now! Every Wednesday, we like to have Taylor Griffin on the show. Today's not Wednesday. Today's Thursday, but we were at Popeye's yesterday. We would not have been able to take callers with the way that our equipment was set up. So instead, we go to Thursday time with Turtle Turtle. How are you doing, man? Good, good. How y'all doing over there? You're doing great, buddy. Well, their condition's broken, so we're actually not doing great. But, hey, whatever <laughs> whatever we got to do to get through <laughs> the rest of the day, right? Um, man, we, it's... My thoughts are with you. Yes, sir. Um, it's a fun time of the year, dude. I got to tell you, I, in the last 48 hours, have seen a ton of local high school basketball. I saw Vanderbilt play E.D. White. I saw the South Lafouche girls. Yesterday, I saw Central Lafouche. Um, these summer league games are hot and heavy, and I got to tell you, I have not seen the South Lafouche boys, and I'm going to see them over the weekend over at E.D. White. Um, they better be ready because there's some really talented teams in our area. Vanderbilt looks loaded. Uh, Central Lafouche yesterday, they looked great. They beat the hell out of Helen Cox. There are a lot of good teams in our area this coming year. Man, that's, uh, that's, that's exciting to hear. Um, you know, I hadn't been keeping up with a whole lot of New Orleans basketball in the last few weeks, but... I just remember Helen Cox always being a problem for everyone. And for you to say that Central beat the hell out of them, man, that's that's good for the Trojans. I know they uh, they got some bright young players. Now, look, I know they struggled against the Tarpons this year when they played, but you saw the flashes. You saw the potential. Uh, Central, Central Fouche basketball has a lot of positive to look forward to this year. So one of the things, and we had Coach Brody Williams on a couple days ago, and one of the things I was telling him is that I truly believe that one of the keys to their season, Taylor, is going to be not Brandon Daniels' scoring ability because we know he's capable of scoring 20 points, 30 points, maybe even 40 points, depending on how a team's guarding him. But I think one of the keys to their season is going to be his ability to pass the basketball and create and make his teammates better because we know without any other returning starters, he's going to be double teamed. He's going to be triple teamed. He's going to be boxing one. Like He's not going to get clean looks. And I think his ability to pass out of those situations and create offense for his guys is going to be one of the big factors that's going to determine whether this is an okay season or a good season. Do you agree with that? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, Brandon Daniels, like, like you said, everyone knows there, there's no secret, there's no shock, there's no surprise anymore. Everyone knows what's coming with him. The boxing ones, the triangle and twos, the jump defense, hell, the double and triple teams, depending on where he's at on the floor, you're not going to avoid that all season unless unless you run into a team in a tournament who just doesn't watch any film, doesn't talk to any coaches, doesn't care. Then you'll you know surprise them and they'll they'll eventually adjust by halftime. You know if they're smart, um, his ability to create just all the attention he's going to bring. I mean, even if it's something as simple as it's almost like a little, almost like a little set in volleyball, a little touch pass. He's going to be, he's going to have a guy behind him in the post. If he's got him pinned up, if he's got one or two guys behind him in the post, I mean, I could picture, you know, you lob it into him. He jumps up for it and just kind of taps it back to somebody else, taps it to someone else. Just, just that little set, that little volleyball set, that little tip, that little touch pass to someone else flashing through, cutting through on a, on a little give and go, just that right there is going to get you a ton of layups because once everyone sees the pass going into him, whoever's on the top is collapsing. That's going to turn into a double or a triple team every time. A simple touch pass from Brandon Daniels will get him 
very far. And, um, you know, one way to, to go against, oh, he's always being double teamed, he's always this, he's always that, hell, let him bring the ball down. It's not like he's incapable of it. Or Do you, you think a team is going to double team someone from the get-go full court? No, that's not going to happen. So now that opens up possibilities to explore – you know, different set offenses that involve him being the first one to, to touch the ball, that involve him bringing the ball down. Now your set might involve a ball screen. Now your set might involve a double ball screen at the top of the key. you got a pop and a roll. You know, there's all kind of different possibilities that open up if why not just let him bring it down. I'm not saying that's what they should do every single play. But now that you know you have to make an adjustment going into the season because everyone is well-educated on Brandon Daniels' talents, why not start with that? Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I was actually having this conversation with some friends, and we were kind of discussing, oh, who's going to be the point guard next year? And the name that I kind of threw out there was, well, how about Brandon Daniels? You know, because at times he's going to have to bring the ball down. I think that that's going to be a big part of their offense. Now the next question to that is if he's going to be doing some of that ball handling, then I think that's going to put a big onus on Nicholas Coleman, the young big post player on the inside, because if Daniels is drawn to the outside, you're going to need some presence in the middle, and I think that that would put a big uh, you know, burden of weight on, on Coleman's shoulders. He's going to have to rebound and do some of that dirty work, and I think that he's more than capable of doing so. Oh, yeah, he's definitely more than capable of that. And, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, as good of a, of a freshman as he was last year, you know, I'm really excited to see he was a freshman, correct? I didn't. Yes, think yes, yes. Okay, I thought so. Uh, you know, th- that guy saw some JV action and dominated some JV games. He saw a little bit of varsity action, and you could see, like, it's only a matter of time with him. It's only – all he's missing is reps. The dude has – now, look, I've never sat in a practice with him. I've, I've, I've never had a conversation with him. But the dude gets it. You could see – He's got the intangibles. He's got the stuff that you can't teach. The things we, you know, the things we always talk about. The things Coach Kyle used to always preach, and I'm sure Brody's gonna. Uh, sorry, Coach Williams is gonna continue to preach the little things, doing the little things right. You don't have to ask Coleman to do that. You don't have to yell at Coleman to do anything special or extraordinary because he's already gonna be the first one on the floor diving out a loose ball. He's already gonna be blocking out. He's already going to be, you know, pump faking and drawing fouls instead of fading away. Like, he's a smart guy, and he gets it, and he understands what it takes to play within his role. So I'm excited to see what he does in the post. I think, like I said, all he's missing is reps. The more reps he gets this summer, the more ready he'll be to probably be in the starting lineup. You know, that's just my prediction. Uh, I won't be – you know, disappointed or surprised if he's not, but I won't be surprised if he is. You know, I, I could very well picture him complimenting BJ on the floor very well for the majority of the game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so let's talk about this. Nichols basketball announced a couple days ago that Austin Claunch has gotten a contract extension through 2026. Now that, of course, doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be with Nichols until 2026. You know, these bigger schools could come in and they could take him out at any given time. But it is interesting and, and kind of neat to hear, you know, that Nichols is looking ahead and planning ahead. Because, look, I remember whenever I first came into the area, I was inquiring with the athletic director at the time, Mr. Bernardi. is like, hey, what's y'all coaching contract situation like? 
And every sport pretty much was just, all right, one-year deal after one-year deal, just kind of we'll take it as it comes. Now to see, you know, Coach Rebo's on a multi-year deal, Coach Clonch is on a multi-year deal, like it's kind of cool to see that growth and to hear that Coach Clonch at least, you know, putting pay up, up, pen to paper on a, tw- on a year that – on a deal that's going to keep him here for a while. Yeah, yeah, man. That, that's, that's very exciting for the area. Very, very exciting for Nichols Athletics. Um, yeah, like you said, you just – these ESPN headlines, this and that, you know, Coach whoever, Coach Calipari has this whatever year deal extension, Coach K has this extension, and, you know, people are committing. you got you got universities committing to coaches for years and years on end, and we've never, I mean, Nichols was just never in that mix. That was, if they were, we never heard about it. There was, you know, it was just year after year, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they Hopefully they win and hopefully they come back. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. That's all it is. Now, I mean, hopefully a big team doesn't come along and buy out his contract and rip him from our hands because he's that freaking good. Like, that's super exciting for Nichols basketball to uh, to see those headlines, man. That's that's great. I, I got no doubt Coach Clouch is in the right place in it. Uh, for now, you know, see what happens. Uh He's an excellent recruiter. He's an excellent coach. Uh, I've been on the sidelines for a lot of his games, and you know, you you watch his body language. You watch the little things that not everybody really thinks about. They just assume everything is going well. And uh, man, I've never seen anything from him that I would ever have a complaint about. So I'm um, I'm really excited that he signed that extension, and hopefully, he's a colonel for uh, as as long as he wants to be, and as, as long as long as we can. He's, uh, he's something special. And I think what that does, more important than anything, Taylor, is that I think it just shows, like, whoever – look, he's he's not going to be here for 20 years. Like, we know that. And he may not even be here five years. We understand that, too. But I think what it does is it shows the, the next guy, whoever that may be, the fact that, like, hey, this is a place that you could go and get yourself a new position, whereas – you know, in years past, it was like, oh, the Nichols job is open. Oh, who's going to want that? You know, it's not considered that bad job anymore. You know, two straight coaches have shown, hey, if you do things a certain way, it can be a destination mid-major program. Yep, yep. That's that's exactly exactly what I was thinking. You know, it's it's no longer, you know, while it may be viewed, you know, I, I hate to use this term, but I really just can't think of any other one. I mean, everyone knows what it is. It is what it is. You know, young guys coming through trying to get that stepping stone to continue to further their career and mid-major head coach looks good on a resume. And you trying to go high major, power five, whatever it is, having a head coaching position at this school always looked good. Now it looks fantastic because now it's a storied program. It's no longer, as you said, oh, who wants that? Who's up next? Are they just going to promote from within? Are they going to get some old washed-up guy who used to be a good coach somewhere else who's just hanging on and looking for a job? Are they going to get whatever, the next up-and-coming stepping stone guy, and it's his first head coaching gig? Now it's, man, we got quality coming in. We got quality that just left, and the next quality that's going to, you know, come 
whenever Coach Clunch decides that, you know, it's time for the next step, it's time for the next ride, whenever that is, you know, we've got we've got the ball in our court now, you know, as Nichols Athletics. Like, like, it, like we, we could shop around and, and look for the guy instead of hope for some guy. Yeah, that's very well said. And, and conversely to that, you know, let's shift back to high school a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've been following, but the LHSA has really kind of changed and redefined the way that they're claiming schools to be public or private now or select or non-select, whatever. So now on the select side of things, there are no more magnet schools. I mean, excuse me, on the, on the non-select side, there are no more magnet schools. There are no more charter schools. There are no more open enrollment schools. So on the quote-unquote private select side of things, there are way more schools than there used to be. Carr, Warren Easton, Tioga, Acadiana, Lafayette High, Northside, Grand Isle is now a select school because Jefferson Parish is an open enrollment uh, parish. Like there are a lot of changes coming, and um, I think it's going to be advantageous to South Lafouche. Heck, how can it not be? You have fewer schools to compete against, but it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes itself out. Yeah, that's. Uh, this is the first I hear of that. I, I was not aware that was happening, but man, it's. So you're saying there's going to be, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I'm just trying to get a better understanding. You're saying there's going to be a lot more select schools? Yes. Yeah, so ev- yeah, so every charter school, every magnet school, and every school that is in an open enrollment parish, which includes Arlene's, Jefferson, Lafayette, several other parishes, every school that qualifies for that are now on the select side. So the brackets with Vanderbilt and E.D. White and John Curtis and all that, they're loaded with teams. Like Division One used to just kind of be the Catholic League. Now it's the Catholic League with Carr and with, you know, all those big dogs. So, yeah, the select side is now heavily, heavily beefed up. Wow, that, that's that's very interesting. I'm actually, I'm not sure how to take that. Like, on the, on the one hand, yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, what's next. But, you know the first positive that comes to mind is, oh, good. You know, finally we're going to see some playoffs that actually have 32 teams in a bracket, not, you know, the top teams get a first and second round by and then they got to play two <laughs> games. And then, it's, you know, those days are gone. That's great. There's no more easy routes for the private schools. But, man, all those parishes you selected, all those stats you just listed, now I kind of worry for the public schools. Yeah. Like, are we seeing the death of the public school championship? I mean, not that it's going to be going away, but, you know, for a while, I mean, you and I have joked about it. Other people have joked about it. It's out there. I mean, how much credit do you really get for being the Division Four state champion? Like, who cares? You know, sorry. You know, if that applies to you, sue me. I don't know. But now, like, how much credit are you going to get for being the 2A public champ? Like, how much... What are we losing here? This this is this is a lot to take in. This is a lot to think about. I, I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm anxious to see how it plays out this first year. But now I worry for the public school credibility. Taylor, Grand Isle is now a select school. <laughs> I mean, because they're an open enrollment parish. Because right, because Grand Isle is getting all those big time recruits from from inner city Jefferson. Right, they are now a select school. Dude, I feel bad for them. That's that's terrible. <laughs> Yes. Like, what, uh, I mean, what do you do? I mean, not that this is caused to completely restructure the way the map of Louisiana is, but 
now as a Grandillion, are you hoping that you secede from Jefferson and become part of LaFouche now? <laughs> like, what do you what do you do here? Yeah, it, I'm, I am flabbergasted. It's it's a very interesting situation, and Taylor, they're already saying that on the public school side of things. They're going to probably have to cut brackets from 32 down to 24, give the top eight seeds an opening round bye, because if not, everybody's going to make it. And then, boy, the first round, you're going to have teams getting beat 120 to 30 in basketball and in baseball to be 30 to nothing in the first round. Yeah, so they're going to have to probably water down and shorten up those brackets a little bit. I mean, ever since the initial public-private split, I mean, you saw how how much, I mean, I guess it did help some of these public schools who would, who would <laughs> would not have otherwise sniffed the playoffs that now everyone has a much better chance but dude, now it's getting like way too short and yeah i hear what you're saying i mean if you you start shrinking those playoffs like now now the credibility is shifting what we used to make fun of is now thrown in our faces as public school supporters like uh, i i just i worry i hope everything works out i'm very anxious to see interested to see i give everything a first and second chance let's see how it goes but man that's uh that sounds like a lot to worry about yeah very interesting times well buddy we thank you so much for the time we'll chat again next week okay pal absolutely man thanks for having me and as always go torps and god bless america yes sir that is taylor griffin doing an excellent job we wanted to have him on yesterday had to push him back to today but he did a great job as always it's play-by-play. When we get back out of this commercial break, we're going to get to your mailbag questions. I've got a mailbag full of them. And, uh, heck, you guys are asking about the LSU quarterback job. You're asking about Central LaFouche football, the College World Series. We'll get to all that and more in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the Ram Make the Switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do you have a pest control? problem roundtree's pest control and supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business they carry a full line of professional products for termites mosquitoes ants wasps fleas bed bugs mice and rats or any other pest control needs you may have that's roundtree's pest control and supplies call 985-475-3314 that's roundtree's pest control and supplies Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. 
Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by shorts in December. Saturday, we have bingo and mimosas. DJ Frozen again. Rough and ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play. We hope that everybody is having a great day so far. We are uh, baking here in our on the road studios, but that's okay. That's okay. We're uh, it's good to to get a little sweat in every once in a while, keep the blood flowing, keep the juices pumping here on Play by Play. We're gonna get to our mailbag questions here. If you've got a mailbag question, I'm at Casey underscore Just Claire on Twitter, Just Claire Casey at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook Messenger. If you got my phone number, shoot me a text. Do whatever you got to do to get a hold of me. Our first mailbag question is from a listener who wants to know, Casey, here in Whispers, who do you think is going to start for the LSU football team at quarterback? Miles Brennan. <laughs> Miles Brennan, there's a reason why he came back. He didn't you know, leave out of the portal and return back to LSU to go and be a backup. I think he's going to be the starter. There are Whispers that some players maybe prefer Nussmeyer or whatever it may be. To those people, I tell you this. In three games in 2020, which was the COVID season, in three games, Miles Brennan had 1,112 yards. One, 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 two. 1,112 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, and three interceptions in three games. Nussmeyer, who's the younger of the two players, played last year and couldn't hit the side of a born. He was 50% completions, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he's still only going to be a freshman. He's got time. I don't think that he is going to be ready for that type of challenge. Now, I will say this. I'll say this. If the competition is close, it's probably not good news for LSU because Miles Brennan's like in his mid-20s, right? Like he's 24, 25 years old, whatever it may be. Nuss Meyer's probably 18, 19 years old. So if they're close to one another, that's probably not good news for LSU because Brennan should be much better than Nussmeyer is because he's much older, he's much stronger, he's much more mature. Nussmeyer was listed as 170 last year. Brennan's listed as 220 right now. He's a bigger dude, he's a stronger dude, more experienced dude, and I think he's going to end up winning the job. 
One name that I don't think is going to be in contention, I don't think Jaden Daniels, the transfer quarterback, is going to be in the running to start. I just think he's going to be a gizmo or a gadget, a Taysom Hill type, run the ball in third and two type of thing. I don't think he's going to be in contention to start over at LSU. But thanks for the question. It's a good one. Next question. What are you hearing about Central Lafouche football? Nothing. Not hearing anything. I'm hearing a lot of people whispering, you know, but they're not whispering names, right? They're whispering, oh, man, oh, this is crazy. Like, oh, you feel for the kids. They're whispering all the same things that you and I are whispering. Not hearing a whole lot of, oh, well, you hear about this coach or, you know, that coach is applying, that coach is interested. Not hearing a whole lot of that. And I think the reason for that is it's just not a great time to be looking for a coach. I mean, you look at the date right now. <laughs> it's June the 9th. It's June the 9th. School's going to be starting in two months. So the new coach, you're going to be asking a new coach to come in and not have a spring, have a very limited summer, play in a brutally tough 5A district, open up against John Curtis, and take over a locker room that hasn't won a single game in two years. That's tough. That's not an easy situation to walk into. And then, oh, yeah, the elephant in the room, you're asking a coach to go into that same locker room knowing that three other coaches in the past year didn't want to be part of that. There are reasons for that. There are logistical reasons for that. Maybe there's not a tremendous amount of support. Maybe there are not a whole lot of open positions. Maybe there are different reasons why some of these other men are leaving the program. It's a tough situation right now. I've not heard very many names. I've not heard any names at all. I've just mostly heard people kind of whispering like, oh, man, what the hell is going on over there? Like, this is a weird situation. What's happening? That's mostly been the conversation that I've been hearing. Question number three, Casey, after watching the regionals, who do you think is going to win the College World Series? I, I mean, I ain't no dummy, right? It's got to be Tennessee. They're the number one team in the country. They have an exceptional record. They've been the best team all year long. I understand it's baseball, and in baseball, anything could happen. But Tennessee has been incredible all year long. Um, I don't see any reason why now that, that that would suddenly change. They've got probably the best hitting. They've got prob- not probably. They've definitely got the best pitching. And I think that they're going to be in a situation where um, they're going to be near the top. They're going to be near the top. They're going to be in contention, no doubt, throughout the course of the year. Um so give me Tennessee. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, if you're starting an MLB team with any one player, who are you taking and why? This is a really, really good question. And if I would have read this before, because I, I told you guys, I don't like to research the questions. And, and it's not because I'm lazy and don't want to prepare. It's truly because I want to give you my first instinct, you know, because I could talk myself into and out of so many different answers to these questions. I want to hear it for the first time and be kind of reacting as I'm reading it. I don't think it would be Otani. Otani would be the obvious one, right, because he could hit and he could pitch. I'm worried about his pitching. Like, his ERA is around four right now. Like, I feel like if you serve two masters and you're trying to do two separate things well, I think you're going to end up doing two separate things just kind of decent. And I think that his hitting is suffering because he's doing the pitching. And I think his pitching is suffering because he's doing the hitting. And I don't think he's giving enough attention to either. It's tough to be great at anything, much less trying to be great at two things. And I think that Otani's spread a little bit too thin. So it wouldn't be him. Maybe Mike Trout. Ah, He's so damn good. But 
No, to hell. It's got to be Mike Trout. It's got to be Mike Trout. You know, I, I wanted to say, oh, you know, not Mike Trout because, oh, he's never won anything before. But, but that's not his fault. It's not his fault he doesn't have pitching. I'm starting with Mike Trout, and then I'm trusting the fact that I'm not going to be inept and I'm going to actually get him a pitching staff that's going to be capable of winning games. This dude's 30 years old. He's got 324 home runs. He's batting career 304. Um, this year, he's batting 284 with 14 home runs already. Uh, he's got an on-base percentage near 400. He's uh, got an OPS of near 1,000. Um, yeah, he's got a career OPS of over 1,000. It's got to be Mike Trout. I almost talked myself into giving a bad answer. It's got to be Mike Trout. He's a great center fielder to boot. So you get the hitting and the defense. Yeah, it's got to be Mike Trout. Casey, what are your thoughts on the Live Golf Tour? We've talked about this with James Schilling. Coach Schilling agrees with this. I think it's great. I think it's good for the game. And I think the PGA Tour is making a big mistake by coming out and saying that they're suspending and exiling and blackballing. And, oh, if you go play over there, you can never play for us ever again. I think closed-minded business is bad business. Think about how different, like, let's say the wrestling industry would be if every time a wrestler went from WWE to WCW, WWE said, well, if you go there, you're never coming back, or vice versa. It's bad business to do closed-minded business. Those guys, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, whatever, they're chasing the money. Don't fault them for that. If things don't work out, if things don't turn out a certain way, and they want to come back and they still hold market value, don't penalize them for that. Don't close the door on Bryson DeChambeau. He's too big of a star in the sport. So I think the Live Golf Tour is good for the sport, and I think it's bad that the PGA Tour is looking to restrict. I think they need to be looking to evolve and just get better and kind of work with that whole situation there. Last question, Casey. What are your thoughts about the USFL and specifically the New Orleans Breakers? Um, I'll be honest with you all. Um, I haven't watched a whole lot of USFL. I really haven't. I wish that I would have watched more of it um, because, I mean, heck, it's football, and we all love football, right? I know that you know they got a good quarterback. Kyle Slaughter's really good. He, he's been doing an excellent job. I know that they're good players. The TV ratings have been okay. The New Orleans team is 5-2, and two and they've been playing pretty well, so I'm excited about that. Um, I haven't watched a ton of it, but I do know this. And this goes back to the same thing that we were asking about a minute ago with the Live Golf Tour. Anything that gives more opportunities and more jobs to these players and more opportunities to compete and you know continue to play and make that living, I'm all for it. I do think that there's room for a secondary football league. I know that all of them have kind of gone belly up. I think that's because all of them have kind of approached it the wrong way. That They've tried to bite off more than what they could chew. The USFL seems to have not fallen into that trap. They kind of know what they are. They kind of know that they're a niche market, and they've done a good job marketing themselves. So I'm happy that the Breakers have been 5-3. and three. And I'm going to try to watch this weekend a couple of the games, see if I can maybe get myself hooked on one of the teams. Let's catch a break, our final break. When we get back, we'll get some betting picks to you all. It's play-by-play. We're cl- closing out the show on a warm, very warm Thursday here in our Coastal Broadcasting Studios. We'll be right back after this. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year, 11 seasons at Notre Dame, two college football playoff appearances, and now the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian I'm Kelly. I'm excited. 
Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at tigerrag.com. It's the Ram Make the Switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yep, is that Tommy? year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention this year's fishing rodeo we also have adult kids kayak and we added the offshore division proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons life rings on the grand isle beach scholarships and bringing awareness to water safety there will be plenty of food drinks activities for the kids and the whole family that's the blue boot rodeo coming this july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana incumbent worker training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers the incumbent worker training program has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of, of new things, new training. It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Popeyes has a new look but has the same great-tasting, famous Louisiana chicken. Immediate job openings are available. Job training is immediately available. Apply online at workstream.com slash Popeyes or stop by the Popeyes LaRose location, 13952 West Main. They're now open. Popeyes, Louisiana Chicken. Got about another three or four minutes here on play-by-play. One more time to the sponsor sheet. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo. Goodness, slow down, Casey. I know it's hot. Slow down. The Blue Boot Rodeo, let's try again. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. How about Southland Dodge and Homa? Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. What about Rouse's Markets? Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. What about Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations we thank our calling guests we thank the turtle taylor griffin we thank joe tuton we thank henry latin all of those folks have done a very nice job for us today getting us into and out of the show we've got about another couple of minutes so let's first go to our first betting pick 
I like over eight runs today for the Yankees and the Twins. Um, Dylan Bundy's pitching for the Twins. He has been really struggling, and I think it's a situation, quite frankly, where the Yankees may get almost all the eight by themselves. I get that Garrett Cole is going to be pitching for New York, and he's got a really good record, and he's 5-1, and one, and he strikes out a bunch of guys, whatever. But it's not like he's invincible, right? Like, the ERA is near three, so he does give up some runs, too. The combination of Cole and Bundy and a hitter's ballpark and a warm day out in Minnesota, I think there's going to be more than eight runs in that matchup. Pick number two, I like the, let's see, I like the Guardians to cover the run line today. Over the Athletics, uh, the Guardians are favored um, to win the game, and I think they're going to cover the run line. The Guardians are 26-26. and 26. They're 13-9 and nine at home. They're going to Connor Pilkington, who's 1-0 with a 2.65 ERA on the season. Opposite him, the A's just aren't any good. I had a chance to see them in the last three days facing my Braves. They're 20-38 and 38 overall. They can't hit. They really can't pitch all that well either. They don't do a whole lot right. They've got James Caparelli in pitching tonight. He's got an ERA of six. I think the Guardians are going to piggyback off of what the Braves done. The Braves beat the heck out of the A's the last couple days. I think the Guardians are going to take care of it and, and get the win there as well. Now, lastly, um, this is a game that's about to start. So if you're next to your apps, please take care of business. I like the Dodgers to beat the White Sox. That game starts at 110, so in 15 minutes. Dodgers are uh, minus 135 money line favorites in the game. For me, it's simple. You get the Dodgers, who are maybe the best team in baseball. They're 36-20. and 20. They've got Tyler Anderson on the mound, who in his last three starts hasn't allowed a single run. He's 7-0, 2.59. He is excellent. And they're facing Dylan Cease, who's a great starter for Chicago. Big strikeout guy. But you're facing a Dodgers lineup that puts the ball in place. So I think that they're going to make contact. Cease is going to walk some guys. He always tends to do so. His control's a little erratic. The Dodgers are going to run up the pitch count on him, get him out of the game, and then I think it'll be a situation where L.A. is going to be able to win a 5-3 to three type ball game and take care of business on the road against Chicago. Thanks to everybody for listening. Tomorrow, Coach Chandler Guitros, hey, Tarpon Baseball is doing really well. They won a couple of Swampland games this week, beat Ellender, beat Thibodeau. We'll talk with Coach Chandler about that. We'll also have Damian for our regular Friday interview. We'll be talking some boxing and the NBA Finals and everything in between. I didn't even talk about the Finals today. You had Boston get a decisive uh, victory yesterday over the Warriors in Game 3. We'll talk with Damian about that and also some things to look for in Game 4. But that's going to be it for us today. This is Casey Jiskler wrapping up. Thanks so much for listening. Our listenership has gone up in a big way in recent days. You guys are liking what we're doing. We're getting more subscribers and everything of the sort. Keep the radio dial on KLEB. We'll be back the same time tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM.